When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. That's spelled D-A-W-S. Or you can leave a voicemail on the vent line at 772-245-0750. Raise hell on the vent line at 772-245-0750. Well, on Tucker Carlson's show last night, he, he went through the... Uh, the particulars of the allegation by Tara Reid against Joe Biden of sexual assault over 27 years ago. And, um, and I knew all of these things. I know that, uh, after 27 years, it's very difficult, uh, to deal with any accusation to prove it's true or to prove it's false. I do think it's quite interesting that Joe Biden continues to, uh, shield, the records, his personal records that are being held at the University of Delaware. But the point is not whether Tara Reed's accusations are credible. I, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I think that uh, it probably happened so long ago. That it's going to be very difficult absent to that complaint being discovered. And uh, which would require Joe Biden's cooperation. Um, whether that complaint was true or not, she has a, a lot of uh, inconsistencies in her allegations over the years. The point of the matter is uh, Democrats' hypocrisy on this. I've said all along that you need due process in order to hold somebody accountable for an accusation, and that uh, after a certain period of time, when records are destroyed and memories fade, uh, it is not fair to uh, to accuse somebody of something like this. That's why we have a statute of limitations on most crimes in the law, with the exception of murder and uh, more and more uh, rape, which, uh, you know, uh, in the district of D.C. where uh, this allegation took place, uh, what, what Tara Reid alleges would be considered rape. But uh, the point of all of this is is not whether uh, Tara Reid's accusations can be proven. The point is the Democrats' hypocrisy, and especially that of Joe Biden, who is one of the standard bearers of the of flipping uh, this presumption of innocence on its head and making the accused prove that he's innocent. So I demand, I insist, that Joe Biden 
hold himself <clears throat> to the st- same standard that he's held college kids all across this country in his Title IX directives that have uh, ruined young men's lives, thousands and thousands of them. You didn't even have to be the accuser or you didn't even have to be the aggrieved party to make an accusation against one of these college kids. You could simply say that you were aware of it. And then they went to the accused and said, uh, now prove that you didn't do this. And if you can't, we're going to expel you from the campus and, uh, and destroy your life. Uh, you know, people show up at college campuses, especially in this highly selective, uh, day and age, having put years worth of work into admission into that college. And Joe Biden was really cavalier on just, uh, flipping this standard proof on his head. He did so also in the violence against women's act. So at this point, you know, I, 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 uh, I think it's fair that, uh, Joe Biden release those records at the university of Delaware. I think it's, uh, there, there needs to be a lawsuit brought against the secretary of the Senate to uncover these records that are being hidden there. They say that they passed a law that these records, uh, are to be kept secret forever. There is never a time when these records will come to light. And, uh, that strikes me as an unconstitutional violation of, uh, people's, I guess it would be the fifth amendment, maybe the sixth amendment as well, that you have a, an opportunity to confront your accuser and have due process. You can't just hide evidence and say, well, it's against the law for you to see the, this evidence. Somebody maybe a, a judicial watch needs to file, um, a lawsuit on Tara Reed's behalf. She claims to be the aggrieved party here, but, um, you know, I, I think it's fine that Tucker Carlson went through these allegations and, uh, you know, tried to judge the credibility of them, but really that's not our job. That's the job of these, uh, these fanatics that went after Brett Kavanaugh, uh, so viciously and other, other accused Republicans and flipped the standard on their, its head. And now they ought to have to live with the same standard that they demanded. So what's the deal with these murder hornets? You've got a colony of murder hornets in the Pacific Northwest. They've never been found in the United States before, and they come from Asia. They've got large colonies of them in China. And now all of a sudden, our, uh, our bee colonies, which are absolutely critical to agriculture, are being attacked by these murder hornets, these two-inch-long hornets with these huge uh, incisors. I, I don't think I'm uh, using the correct term there, but these huge pinchers uh, on on their their um, mouths, uh, and they they invade honeybee nests and uh, pinch off the heads of the whole colony and destroy it. And I find it quite interesting, and I don't want to go all Alex Jones on you here, but at the same time, we've been infected by this uh, Wuhan virus from China that's wrecked our economy and uh, imposed a, a real threat to Donald Trump's reelection. 
for the first time in history, these so-called murder hornets show up in the Pacific Northwest that could, uh, that could absolutely devastate our agriculture sector. I've got a clip here um, about what you need to know about murder hornets. A new type of dangerous and invasive hornet was recently spotted in the U.S. for the first time. Here's what you need to know about the Asian giant hornet, a.k.a. the murder hornet. The species was found in the U.S. for the first time in December 2019 near the Washington-Canada border. These hornets are about 1.5 to 2 inches long, with a large orange or yellow head. They're dangerous to both people and other insects, particularly honeybees. These attackers can brutally destroy a honeybee hive in a matter of hours, decapitating the bees and feeding the eggs and larvae to their own young. Though not normally aggressive towards people, they can still attack when threatened with a stinger that is longer and more toxic than that of a honeybee's. If you come across one of these insects, do not provoke it. If possible, take a photo from a safe distance and report it to your state's Department of Agriculture. Well, the stingers on these uh, hornets are two inches long, which can actually penetrate a beekeeper's suit. But the question I'm asking here, and it is a bit conspiratorial, but I think, uh, I think it's a question that needs to be asked, especially by our intelligence agencies, is, is the introduction of these murder hornets an accident? Or was it intentional? Now, I'm not the only one that has uh, raised the specter of whether or not these hornets were brought here purposely. But um, there appears to be some sort of movement in the media to label these hornets Japanese murder hornets. And they do have them in Japan. The, The bees in Asia have a defense mechanism that's been developed or evolved over a millennial uh, where they uh, they attack the murder hornets and surround them, raise the temperature and uh, beyond the survival, and basically bake these murder hornets alive. Uh, American bees have no such have developed no such defense for them. But uh, the media wants you to call it a Japanese murder hornet. Well, they're they're not limited to J- Japan. They are, in fact, uh, throughout China, and I think it's pretty interesting that it shows up in the Pacific Northwest, hard up against the border of Canada, and I'm asking the question whether or not China would, at the same time we're suffering from this Wuhan virus, attack our agricultural uh, sector by purposely bringing these murder hornets in. We know that China is responsible for 40 or 50,000 deaths annually through this fentanyl that they're allowing to be exported from their country into the United States. And we know that, um, you know, they have malevolent intentions toward the United States. They've destroyed hundreds of thousands, hundreds or thousands of, of communities across this country literally economically devastated them through their predatory trade practices where they'll come in and, uh, and flood the market with cheap goods subsidized by the Chinese dictatorship, force our sector out of business, have those plants close up and move away, move to China. We know that they imported fentanyl. We know that they, uh, they purposely allowed hundreds of thousands 
of residents from the Wuhan district to spread this virus across the globe and especially to the United States. While at the same time, they, they, um, they shut travel off from that district to the rest of China. So uh, I think it's a question that needs to be asked. I think uh, we need to have some, it may never be able to be answered because, uh, you know, uh, smuggling in the larvae of these murder hornets and planting them in the Pacific Northwest would be uh, a relatively easy thing to do, especially with the open travel to uh, Canada. We stopped travel from China. Um, I think it was January 31st of this year, but uh, Ch- uh, Canada didn't do that. And of course that, uh, that U S border with Canada is largely unprotected. You don't have to cross at uh, any of these checkpoints. You can just walk back and forth across our Northern border, uh, in many, many places. So I want to remind you real quick to run on over to prepare with mojo 50com That's prepare with mojo 50com It'll take you over to my Patriot supply and you can order your four week emergency food supply and you can save $100 if you do it today. I'm trying to pull up the site so I can tell you all about it. Um, it's normally $297. You'll save $100. You get it for $197 with free same-day shipping. Four-week emergency food supply that includes 12 food varieties with a 25-year shelf life. Provides 2,000 calories to, uh, uh, per day. 284 total, ser- total servings of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. The two-week emergency food supply is sold out fast, so don't wait Get yours today. There's a limit of three per household, $197. Save $100 off of the regular price of $297 with free same-day shipping. Go to preparewithmojo50.com and get yours today. So I asked the question yesterday on Twitter, why are these Democrat governors throughout this country so committed and desperate to keep these lockdowns in place. You, you would think watching them that they were actually determined to destroy businesses and jobs in their States. And, uh, and it appears that the tech Titans in Silicon Valley are all on board with this by censoring any dissenting opinions on their platforms. I've had my shows that have asked this question um, banned on, on social medias. I've, I pulled off YouTube entirely because, uh, very few, uh, very, very few of the opinions that I express here on this show are allowed to seep through on that platform. But, uh, more and more, uh, the courts and law enforcement, uh, or I should say, uh, the department of justice are asking the same question, just exactly where do you get the legal authority to curtail people's constitutional rights? This is a clip of uh, Texas Supreme, I'm sorry, Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Rebecca Bradley uh, in a hearing in Wisconsin trying to determine exactly where the health authorities there believe that they have the uh the legal authority to do this. 
My question for you is, where in the Constitution did the people of Wisconsin confer authority on a single unelected cabinet secretary to compel almost 6 million people to stay at home and close their businesses and face imprisonment if they don't comply with no input from the legislature without the consent of the people? Isn't it the very definition of tyranny for one person to order people to be imprisoned for going to work among other ordinarily lawful activities? Where does the Constitution say that's permissible, counsel? It doesn't. And in states after states, these governors are simply issuing edicts as if they were, dare I say, kings. They're always uh, claiming that Donald Trump wants to be a king. He has conducted himself completely in line with the Constitution and has, in fact, tried to restore constitutional um, governance through his appointments to the bench. But where does it in these state constitutions or the U.S. Constitution, which is supreme, does it confer um, this authority to trample all over the Constitution's rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? They will argue that, oh, this is an emergency and people will die. But we've already seen that the projections are badly in error. And, uh, and that is the, the purpose of the censorship. You know, if, if your argument is a winning argument, you don't need to suppress opposing points of view. You want those opposing points of view brought forward so that you can make your case. Out in Texas, which uh, oddly enough in these Democrat-controlled cities and counties has sort of become uh, ground zero for this debate as they try to impose these lockdowns over the authority of the state. A uh, a salon owner, her name is Shelly Luther, defied the orders and reopened her her, um, beauty salon for business. She was was hauled off to jail, and a judge out there issued a $7,000 fine and and, uh, sentenced her to seven days in jail. He told her at the hearing that if she would apologize and admit she was wrong, that he would uh, he would um, stay that order, and uh, to Shelley's great credit, she understands the responsibilities of an American citizen to to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, including elected officials or or out of control judges. Here's a clip from the judge's courtroom where he is uh, he's holding his hearing via Zoom of all of all things. Judge, I would like to say that I have much respect for this court and laws and that I've never been, been in this position before and it's not some place that I want to be but I have to disagree with you, sir, when I, when you say that I'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. Outstanding. 
I am not going to comply with your fiat judgments that are based on nothing but a unconstitutional edict. And it wasn't necessary either. What was necessary is to protect vulnerable populations and not shut this economy down. But again and again across this country, you see these these blue states with these Democrat governors and even the uh, the local governments uh, controlled by Democrats in red states just coming down with both feet on anybody that dares to uh, to oppose this tyranny. We saw in uh, Odessa, West Odessa, Texas. It's hard to believe that that would be a Democrat-controlled city. I'm not. I'm not certain it is. But a uh, a bar owner opened up, and they sent a SWAT team with an armored vehicle to his business and arrested eight of his patrons. And of course, you've got the mainstream media, led by CNN and MSNBC, cheering all of this on. They seem determined that United uh, that American citizens are going to be locked in their house. Over on uh, MSNBC, they had a guest on. His name is. Let me see if I can do this. And 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 Gridakalas. Oh man, yabba dabba do as uh, Mark Levin likes to say. But here's what he had to say on uh, on the the uh, absolute necessity of ignoring the Constitution for people's health. One of the, the fundamental questions to me is what's going to be our relationship to government, the idea of government after this. And, and we kind of look at it at three levels this week. There is a primordial American tradition going back to the founders of being freedom obsessed, even though we're a country founded on slavery and genocide, being freedom obsessed. To- and you know what freed those slaves and it had yabba dabba do? It was the Constitution where these freedoms are enshrined. Now, there was a point in this country's history where uh, the principles of the Constitution were ignored. We've moved past that point. And saying that we ought to return to that because it's your favorite topic of a coronavirus pandemic that's not nearly as deadly as the um, the so-called experts led us to believe is taking us back to tyranny that existed before the abolition of slavery. Three levels this week. There is a primordial American tradition going back to the founders of being freedom obsessed, even though we're a country founded on slavery and genocide, being freedom obsessed to the point that we are always so afraid of the government coming for us that we are blind to other types of threats, whether it's a virus, whether it's bank malfeasance or what have, climate change, what have you. Um, there's also a more, a more recent kind of 40 year version of this, which is the Reagan war on government, right? Government is the problem. That's not just an idea on the right. There's a hard version on the right. There's a small C conservative militant version of it. But there's also it, it has infected many people on the left in, in, in this passive sense that, yeah, I believe in government, but I would never go work there. Or I believe in government, but, you know, I kind of don't like my taxes too high or I use, you know, trust in the Cayman Islands. Um, so, and then there's the more recent Trump era twist in this, which is the war on government becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You the war on government, he says, you, you notice in his little uh, screed there, he doesn't mention the Constitution once. The Constitution was literally enshrined to to um, say that 
our rights do not come from government. They come from God. And the reason the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is is formulated the way it is is not to give government's power. It's to limit government's power. So, yeah, we're obsessed with freedom. And if you don't like it, you can carry your yourself back to, um, you know, where your parents brought you here from. We are absolutely obsessed with freedom. And every time throughout history that governments have become overbearing, you see again and again that it results in tyranny and mass murders. It's happened again and again, and apparently this guy is uh, historically illiterate. He's a columnist, a former columnist for the New York Times. He's an editor now at Time Magazine, and he hosts his very own TV show on Vice. And he says, government is the answer. And we shouldn't be afraid of government. What a buffoon. Of course we should be afraid of government. It's what this country is founded on. And we're seeing example after example of what can happen when government officials are not bound by the Constitution. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the Lincoln Project run by Rick Wilson, George Conway, and Bill Crystal. right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. You know where they had tyranny? They had tyranny in single-party countries like the old Soviet Union. They didn't have uh, multiple parties and allow people to vote. Killed tens of millions of people under Stalin and Lenin. You know where else they had a single party? They have them in uh, China, where they killed tens of millions of people in Mao's cultural revolution. Because they only had one party, and they they uh, they became a, a, a dictatorial despotism form of government. 
Where they else have they got a single party? Down in Venezuela, they had a single party in Cuba. They had a single party in Cambodia. And again and again, we have seen the result. Guess where else they've got a one-party rule? California, where the governor is telling people that they can't go to the beach and get fresh air and sunshine because they may get sick. You know where else they've got a single party running everything? New York. So America is going to have to rally to the defense of this Constitution when we see these violations. I'm not suggesting that you take your long gun to the state house and brandish it as that's uh, we're not to that point it's unjustified and counterproductive but we most certainly should uh, start exercising civil disobedience and uh, and ignore these unlawful unconstitutional orders well there's been a new new um effort to defeat Donald Trump in 2020. And this is headed up by so-called never Trump Republicans. Bill Crystal's at the helm of it. And he's using his, uh, his big money donors and the, uh, the wall street establishment that want to go back to the globalist regime that served their interests so well. It also includes Rick Wilson, the disgusting, uh, little operative that appears on CNN calling himself Republican. And it, it includes Kellyanne Conway's despicable, pathetic husband, poor excuse for a man, George Conway. And they're taking this money from these establishment politicians who don't care a damn whether a Democrat or Republican wins, as long as they are bought and paid for and will serve their bottom line. And they're buying uh, uh, big ad buys to attack Donald Trump. Here is an example of their latest ad. There's mourning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon, millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking... If we have another four years like this, will there even be an America? Paid for by the Lincoln Project, which is responsible for the content of this advertisement. So, I mean, you know that these people are low lives, but you can't just you just can't imagine how low they can go. They're using the coronavirus as a uh, a weapon to wield against Donald Trump, saying he ignored it. He was the he was the only person in Washington, including the Democrats and the so-called public health experts that were not ignoring it and took action early on to combat it. While the Democrats were bogged down in their impeachment frenzy, Donald Trump was establishing a coronavirus task force, shutting off travel and taking steps 
to protect us. It was only learned on January 15th or 20th, I can't remember the exact date, that this virus uh, had the potential to spread human to human. And it was just uh, about a week later that Donald Trump instituted his travel bans. And, of course, the Democrats and all of the media who now claiming that he didn't do anything at, at the time attacked him for doing that. And they're trying to forward this narrative that he ignored. They actually use that term in that advertisement. He ignored the coronavirus threat. They were the ones that ignored, minimized the threat and, and criticized Donald Trump for taking action early on during that commercial. They, uh, they show these towns with boarded up factories and dilapidated houses and abandoned main streets. And this didn't happen. These, these towns didn't suffer that as a result of this coronavirus. These, these were towns that were devastated by these global trade regimes that people like Bill Crystal and Rick Wilson helped to bring on. They're actually showing video of the carnage that they themselves inflicted on this country and blaming it on Donald Trump. Not to mention, by the way, the tens of thousands of Americans killed in these ridiculous, worthless wars in the Middle East that Bill Crystal and his neocon cabal were the cheerleaders for the, uh, gave it the, uh, the so-called, you know, justifications for, you know, I really don't understand how, uh, Kelly and Conway stays married to that, that little troll George Conway, Donald Trump, of course, had a had a reply to this uh, attack on him, and uh, he says it in the way that uh, you know Donald Trump says it. These are losers from day one. Guys like Bill Crystal. He's he's zero and thirty two. George Conway. You take a look at him. Just take a look at that guy. The man's a stone cold loser. So they should not call it the Lincoln Project. It's not fair to Abraham Lincoln, a great president. They should call it the Losers Project. Okay, thanks. That's exactly what it is. It's a Losers Project. But it'll feed the uh, anti-Trump hysteria. And uh, it's, you know, it's slickly produced and and uh, designed by psychologists to be a very deceptive lie. Well, we learned last night that uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been hospitalized once again, this time with an infection. Um, I think it's to her gallbladder. And, of course, this has sent the uh, the left wing into a frenzy because we're still six months away from the election and uh, seven or eight months, eight months away from uh, inauguration. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and the possibility or the specter that uh, R- RBG may die before um, the inauguration in January of 2021 just absolutely freaks the left out because you see RGB, RBG, as their perfect Supreme Court justice, a former director of the ACLU, 
who again and again has shown that she has no respect for the Constitution. It's just a, a piece of paper that she wants to navigate around. And um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have probably retired uh, over a decade ago, maybe even 15 years ago. She, uh, If you listen to her talk, you can see that um, she doesn't have the energy or the coherence to, uh, to be uh, serving in that job. I don't think our founders, when they, uh, they protected uh, judges you know, from political influence by giving them lifetime tenures, ever uh, contemplated that people would serve long past their ability to do the job. But she's determined to hold on so that maybe they can uh, appoint another far-left judge. She's expected to recover from this, uh, you know, after a, a two-day or more hospitalization. And she is, in fact, participating in oral arguments that are going on right now at the Supreme Court from her hospital bed via Zoom, where the Chinese are most certainly monitoring it. Uh, the servers for Zoom are based in China. And uh, this would give Donald Trump a, an opportunity if uh, if she is unable to continue either through health or, health or infirmary to appoint uh, yet another Supreme Court justice, and uh, and they are absolutely freaking out. Here's uh, here's sort of a, a contrast about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here is her taking her oath of office when she was appointed by Bill Clinton back in 1980. Stand by with me here. We get Mrs. Ginsburg, will you raise your right hand and repeat after me? I, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, do solemnly swear. I, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, I will bear true faith and allegiance to the Constitution and will defend it from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Actually, that was in 1993, it was, maybe 95. She was originally appointed to the Court of Appeals in 1980 and rose to the Supreme Court by Bill Clinton's appointment in 1995. So she swears there, the oath being given by uh, Justice Rehnquist, that she will bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the Constitution of the United States. That's a, that's a little bit in contrast with this interview that she gave to a, uh, a, an Egyptian politician asking, should they look to the United States Constitution as a model for themselves? Uh, would your honors uh, advice be that a society like ours, with what we call, what we like to call a transition to the Second Republic, mm-hmm. uh, would your honor, uh, honors advice be to get a part or use other countries' constitutions, maybe the United States or other countries, as a model, or we come up with our own methods and our own uh, draft. So he asked her whether we should look to other countries, including the U.S. Constitution, as a model for uh, to have freedom and democracy in our own country. And here is Ruth Bader Ginsburg's reply. 
This uh, this interview took place uh, back in 2012 after she had sworn to bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the U.S. Constitution. You should certainly be aided by all the Constitution writing that has gone on since the end of World War II. Um, I would not look to the U.S. Constitution if I were drafting a Constitution in the year 2012. I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. That was a, a deliberate attempt to have a fundamental instrument of government that embraced basic human rights, had an independent judiciary. It's, it, it really is, uh, I think, a, a great uh, piece of work that was done. So she wouldn't look to the U.S. Constitution and the U.S. Bill of Rights that has been uh, the most powerful document for ensuring people's rights and freedoms in the history of the world. She would look to South Africa, where right now they are busy confiscating land from farmers based on their skin color. They're not seizing land that's owned by black farmers. They're seizing land that's owned by white farmers, but they say to correct historical injustices. And that is the very key to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the other leftists on the Supreme court's worldview. You see the document is not something to be adhered to. It's something to be worked around some, something that we, uh, that is an obstacle to the implementation of our plans. So I hope Ruth Bader Ginsburg gets out of that hospital bed and gets all better and promptly walks over to the to the Supreme Court building and resigns because she has not borne true faith and allegiance to the U.S. Constitution. Again and again, she's subjugated the U.S. Constitution toward her own left-wing agenda. It's quite a contrast how the media and the left-wing treat Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how they treated uh, or how they treat conservative women. And a prime example of this as a, as a, a new nine part miniseries on Phyllis Shoffley titled Miss America. We're going to talk about that, but before we do, I want to remind you to go over to America first radio dot shop. That's America first radio dot shop. Take a look at my store. I've got some great products over there for you, including the banana bag oral solution that uh, will rehydrate you if you become dehydrated, either through uh, through illness or overexertion. You don't want to be going to hospitals right now. Um, it's it's not a place you don't want to be if you don't have to be, and the banana bag oral solution will keep you from having to go there and get an IV if you become dehydrated. It's a, it's a blend of uh, electrolytes and powder with sodium chloride, potassium, and dextrose. And it's uh, got mega doses of B vitamins and C vitamins, the same kind of um, formulation that uh, they would use if you were run down and had a compromised immune system. So if you're suffering from dehydration, from overexertion or illness, or you have low energy or medical conditions, or even a hangover, this banana bag oral solution is... Just what you need. You get five packs for $15.50. You can put them in your medicine shelf. And if you order today, you can get free same-day shipping if you get your order in before 3 p.m. Go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get yours today. 
So this recently released series on Hulu from FX called Miss America claims to chronicle the fight over the Equal Rights Amendment back in the 1970s and early 80s when Phyllis Schlafly stepped up and defeated uh, the, all of these uh, left-wing nonprofits funded by the Ford Foundation and the Rockefeller Foundation. This nine-part series paints Phyllis as uh, some sort of power-hungry, cold, calculating, egotistical person who only cared about protecting her political profile in Washington, D.C. Having interviewed uh, Phyllis Schlafly several times for my previous uh, radio show titled America First Radio, I can tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. And the way that they present Phyllis Schlafly in this uh, this mini-series is so dishonest and so cynical. They actually have staged events where actual footage exists of her having debates and appearing on television. They have actual footage of what happened, and they put words in Phyllis Schlafly's mouth that she never uttered and stand her her case entirely on its head to try to discredit her. This is not just dishonest. This is actual Orwellian. You're taking actual events that took place where the woman herself expressed her opinions and changing them entirely 180 degrees out of sync in order to pursue your political agenda. Phyllis Schlafly was a great woman. She was full of humility and class. She was kind, polite, resilient. And she is the best of America. She, of course, came out early and uh, endorsed Donald Trump because she had argued in the halls of the Republican Party where she refused to endorse these uh, these globalists um, from the Republican ruling class. Year after year, she did that. But she endorsed Donald Trump because she uh, she believed that he was exactly what we needed to break out of the uh, the two-party duopoly that's imposed on us by the establishment. She was a great woman, and, and Hulu should, uh, well, I, go, I guess these people don't have any shame, but they should be ashamed of themselves for taking actual historical events and not only mischaracterizing them because they're not interpreting them, they're actually lying about them. Well, a New York judge has, uh, has decided that the uh, presidential primary must go on overturning a ruling by Andrew Cuomo that wanted to cancel the presidential primary while at the same time going on with the other elections. And Cuomo wanted to do that, of course, so he could protect Joe Biden and, uh, and shield him from Bernie Sanders getting any more delegates that he could take to the convention in Milwaukee and be the, um, uh, the rightful second in line should Joe Biden uh, be forced to drop out either through um, scandal or infirmity or, hell, 
Joe Biden could become a, a victim of this coronavirus for all Bernie knows, and Bernie wants to be there to pick up the baton. So they're across the country. The Democrats are trying to cancel their primaries to keep that from happening. This judge has now ruled that the, the primary should go on on principled grounds, he said, because uh, canceling the election would be banana republic stuff and a power overreach by Governor Como. They were already in the position to be one of the last states to be to hold their primaries. So, you know, Bernie's voters are going to be discouraged because um, Bernie has already endorsed Joe Biden. I don't think Bernie wants to be president, actually. But the primary will go on. So I want to bring you up to date on a story that we covered on yesterday's show. These American mercenaries that uh, were caught uh, trying to capture um, President Maduro in Venezuela and collect on these fifth, this 15,000 pound or 15 million pound bounty that the U S government has placed on him. Defense secretary, Mark Esper, uh, came out and, uh, and distanced himself from any involvement of the U S government in that effort. The raid resulted in the, the arrest of two U S mercenaries and roughly a dozen Venezuelan um, military deserters that launched this doomed effort from uh, neighboring Colombia. Both of these uh, these mercenaries were former Army Green Berets and worked for a company right here in Melbourne, Florida, called Silver Corp USA. Esper said the U.S. government had nothing to do with what happened in Venezuela for the last in the last couple of days. Jordan Goudeau, who uh, who is the head of Silver Corp, used his company's Twitter account to announce the raid on Sunday morning, and he tagged President Trump. I you know I just don't understand how somebody who you know claims to be a, a mercenary takes to social media and admits that uh, he's you know engaged in an operation while the operation's ongoing. But here's a clip from Jordan Goudreau. He is he too is a former uh, Green Beret, and he's uh, he's sitting with um, one of these Venezuelan um, freedom fighters, and um, and talking about this raid. Venezolanos y compañeros de la Fuerza Armada, superiores y subalternos, hoy 3 de mayo del 2020, les habla Javier Nieto Quintero en compañía de Jordan Goudreau, miembro de las Fuerzas Especiales del Ejército de los Estados Unidos. At 1,700 hours, a daring amphibious raid was launched from the border of Colombia deep into the heart of Caracas. Our men are continuing to fight right now. Our units have been activated in the south, west, and east of Venezuela. Commander Nieto is with me, is co-located, and Commander Sakea is on the ground now fighting. Hello. Well, now, I'm not a, a former Special Forces guy. I have worked for executive security for... Uh, for uh, elected officials and uh, former elected officials. I worked on a security detail for Oliver North one time when I was a private investigator. But I think it's not a great idea to be claiming uh, 
credit for an operation while that operation is ongoing. It's also a really bad idea to embed just two American special forces in such a large operation because you don't have control over it and you don't have uh, the, the, the expertise there to make the operation a success. I also think it's a really bad idea that if you're going to try to capture a dictator in a foreign land that you uh, carry your passports and your military ID, um, former military ID with you. Oh man. But, um, now, uh, these guys are in just an untenable situation because the United States cannot, uh, make a, a case, you know, to recover them because they were in fact there to overthrow the existing dictatorship. I suppose that uh, we could launch some sort of uh, raid to try to recover them, but uh, they're in a terrible spot because they're going to be used as examples of, um, you know, the the evil gringo trying to unseat the the government of uh, a South American country. There was a story recently that nine... um, U.S. Navy sailors and officers have been disciplined over that uh, that ill-fated um, event in the Persian Gulf where the Navy allowed two of their fast attack boats to be captured by Iran. This report cited several failures of leadership, including basic navigation uh, and, most importantly, risk management because when they were approached by these glorified bass boats from the Iranian Navy, the commanding officers of these two heavily armed U.S. Uh, Navy swift boats threw up their hands and and surrendered. And this was after that the boat that had been disabled had uh, had made the uh, necessary repairs and was able to navigate away. They should have blown those uh, those Iranian boats out of the water, or at least fled the scene and, uh, and laid down, you know, cover fire. Instead, they allowed themselves to be captured and, and humiliated on the world stage. And now the U S Navy is imposing discipline over that. When they say discipline, they mean, uh, they're going to be drummed out of the Navy. It's about time. So the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is back on the scene, a three-judge panel with uh, uh, two Democrat appointees and one um, Trump appointee has determined that uh, the administration's efforts to block immigrants or the issuance of green card to immigrants who cannot afford to take care of themselves and are likely to become a public charge cannot be implemented. So that'll move on to a full panel on the Ninth Circuit Court and hopefully it'll be overturned there. Otherwise, it'll go all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, that's about it for today's show. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll hit me up on Twitter at right now Jim Dawes or give me a call at 772-245-0750 and leave your rants on the vent line. And I hope you'll be back here tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more.